In our world, more than ever, news travels fast. And the result of this is our souls are more burdened by darkness and desolation due to oppression, especially oppression in dictatorships of all kinds. And this oppression is both physical and spiritual. Those who know Jesus are aware that both Jews and Christians are among the most hated people in the world. Now, as this Advent season starts, there are also hot wars, very hot wars. Ukraine long going and Gaza has resumed. Now, the last straw in all of this is that we are powerless to change any of this. And this reminded me the theme of this week when I struggled with depression in my junior year at WPI and it got to the point where I had to go home for help for the third quarter of the academic year. And during those seven weeks, I realized that if I had an event to look forward to, and especially with good long-time friends, the depression lightened because of that. And this led me to the conclusion that hope is a powerful force for humans. As long as people have hope, they can cope. Okay. Now, the God of love who sent his son to earth 2,000 years ago knows the importance of hope for the people he created. And our passage in Jeremiah gives the word he spoke. As Judah had become desolate and Jerusalem was about to be burned to the ground. In this dark time, Yahweh said he would fulfill his word concerning the righteous branch from David. He is the eternal king who will uh, bring justice, salvation, and security to God's people. We also heard some 600 years later that Peter proclaimed Jesus is Messiah, that eternal king. So, in the time which we are living, things aren't as bad as they used to be. Justice has a foothold in the world due to the influence of Jesus' church in the world and in the darkness that still seems to dominate, especially for people who don't know Jesus. But if we know Jesus Christ and we are in him through faith, we have hope in his coming second advent. And I'm speaking for myself. I need to be more aware it could happen any time, any time he could come again. And when this happens, justice will finally fully triumph. What's begun now will be complete. So with this as our background, let's examine more closely our passages. So starting with Jeremiah. There's kind of a a lengthy portion at the beginning here where the covenant God of Israel asks Jeremiah to speak 
for him into the desolation of Judah about the return of joy, thanks, uh, joy, gladness, and thanksgiving. And yes, shepherds will again tend flocks. Now, that ultimately, of course, looks forward to the great good shepherd, Jesus. So let's look at these um, words from Jeremiah. Thus says Yahweh, again it will be heard. And then he takes a little detour. In this place of which you all are saying, desolate from the lack of man using the word Adam as originally created. And from the lack of beasts in the cities of Judah and in the streets of Jerusalem being desolate from lack of Adam, from lack of inhabitant and from lack of beast. Now, in... Every Bible I saw, this is written in prose. But what we have here is a poetic description of how it will feel in Judah when Babylon finally totally destroys and wipes it out on the third siege, which was completed in 586 B.C. And this is the context. Remember, Jeremiah was given this prophecy In this context, after the total destruction of Jerusalem, he would write his lamentations. But here's what will be heard. Here's the hope. The voice of joy and the voice of gladness. Voice of bridegroom and voice of bride. Voices saying, give thanks to Yahweh of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth. Because good is Yahweh. Because to eternity, the steadfast love of him. Now, he goes on to say, those bringing thank offerings to the house of Yahweh. Why? Because I will restore the captivity of the land as in the first, says Yahweh. What's he mean? It will be like the days of Joshua, the first Joshua, when they were finally settled in the land spoken of to Abraham. Now, these two words describing Yahweh's character, tov chesed, or good and steadfast love, these occur in songs of praise and thanksgiving at least 11 other times. So as you're reading through your Bibles, look for those occurrences, and they're not always in Psalms. They're in some of the prophets in history. Okay. Then Yahweh of hosts speaks about shepherds, shepherds caring for sheep in southern Israel. Back to the word. Thus says Yahweh of hosts, Yahweh Sabaoth, again, there will be in this place desolate from lack of Adam and also beasts of its cities, habitation of shepherds making to lie down flocks. So here is good news that a time is coming when Yahweh will rise up shepherds to care for flocks again outside of these cities that are now desolate of any living creature, man or animals. He continues and concludes this first half. In the cities of the hill country, in the cities of Shephelah, which King James translated to lowland foothills, in the cities of Negev, which means southland, in the land of Benjamin, in the places about Jerusalem, and in the cities of Judah, again will pass flocks under the hands of one counting them. 
a figure of speech for shepherds again. Now, I checked this out. This is all a contiguous area. If you take all these names and put them together, it's kind of a square in southern Israel under David. It's about 2,600 square miles. That's a little bigger than twice the side of Rhode Island and about 25% bigger than Delaware, but it's not that big. But let's not bury the lead. What God is really saying here is sheep will have a shepherd. And ultimately, and we'll get into this in the second half, which we'll look at now, the great shepherd, Jesus. So now Jeremiah says in summary in the rest of our passage, Yahweh will fulfill his word about a righteous branch from David who will do justice, save Judah, and rule forever. And then we heard a gospel portion because it's all looking forward to Jesus when Peter says, Messiah, calls Jesus Messiah. So, first of all, Yahweh says his word will be uh, fulfilled concerning righteous branch from David, who will do justice, and Judah will be saved to security, and he will always, always sit on the throne, the eternal throne. And you know there's a new part because it starts, behold, And then days coming, says Yahweh, and I have fulfilled the good word which I spoke to the house of Israel concerning the house of Judah. So as we'll see as he continues his speaking, days are coming when this good word being spoken, and it had been spoken originally in 720 B.C. through Isaiah, and we considered it a while back. It will be fully accomplished, and his origins will be from of old. Look it up in Micah 5, 2. And we usually do that in Advent and Christmas. Going on, God says, but in those days and at that time, I will cause to grow to David branch of righteousness. And he has done justice and righteousness in the land. The righteous branch of David is the Messiah. As I already said, he is the eternal king spoken of through Nathan to David some 250 years before this, 2 Samuel 7. Okay. And justice, justice is anything that is right before God according to his instruction to humanity and especially Israel, to his people through Moses and the prophets. The prophets add nothing new to Moses. They just talk about different circumstances and add a few details. And this eternal king will both reconcile people to God and to each other. This is the hope of all God's people. Hope. The eternal king from David will do justice. And you can also see that in Micah 6.8. Now I'm going to give you another prophecy from each of the three major prophets in order, starting with Isaiah. He says, the spirit-filled servant of Yahweh will bring forth justice to the nations and not falter until he will set justice on the earth. Isaiah 42. 
And then Yahweh says, speaking of individual people, he will glory, glorying to know Yahweh is doing loving kindness, justice, and righteousness. Jeremiah said this earlier in his book. And finally, Ezekiel, in a great chapter, if you ever have some time and you want to meditate, Ezekiel 34 says, God says, my shepherds, meaning the leaders of my people, were horrible. They're not being taken care of the right way, so I myself will be their shepherd, foreshadowing Jesus. And I want to quote to you in the middle of it, Yahweh the good shepherd says, he will seek perishing sheep and will pasture them in justice. Okay. This is for all time, not for millennia ago. So let us now take hope because the covenant God has sent joy and gladness into the world through this righteous branch of David, the eternal King of Kings, Jesus Christ, who is even now bringing justice into this world. Here is hope. The eternal King will do justice. Going back to Jeremiah again in our passage. In those days will be saved Judah and Jerusalem will dwell in security. And this which will be called her, she will be called Yahweh is our righteousness. So the salvation of Yahweh will give Judah um, that he will give. And remember, salvation doesn't just mean what Christians sometimes think it does about, you know, our spirit. It's for body, soul, and spirit, the entire human being. That's what salvation is all about. And security brings safety so as not to fear anything. Fear God and we won't fear anything else. Those whom Yahweh has saved and made secure, know, know he is their righteousness. I myself will fail in righteousness, but not him. So here's another application. Let us pray for both us and the people who are close to us that we will all be given assurance that Messiah Jesus brings salvation and security to those hearing him and believing in him, John 5. And then he goes on. For thus says Yahweh, never will be cut off to David man sitting on the throne of the house of Israel. He reaffirms what he had said through Nathan, that this Messiah, this eternal king will rule forever over Israel, and he will do more justice than the last righteous human king of Judah, namely Josiah. And not only is this Israel's hope, it is also our hope today as we wait for the second advent of Jesus Christ. Remember, advent should be for us more looking forward to the second coming just as people were looking forward to the first coming. Hope, the eternal king from David, will do justice. And then we get a little interesting coda or addition here. 
And the Levitical priests will never fail man from my presence to offer burnt offerings and to burn grain offerings and to do sacrifices all the days. Now, this is very interesting because Yahweh is telling the descendants of Israel there will always be priests from Levi to offer sacrifices on their behalf. Well, we know this only lasted for 600 years. Years until, surprise, (laughs) Jesus, who is the eternal king from the line of David, he's also the eternal high priest, not from Levi, but from Judah. But that was to be known later. One more application here, because we know more, more revelation. Not only for Advent, but every day of our lives. May we all be glad that Jesus is both the eternal king and the eternal high priest. And we have this hope as the anchor for our souls. I remember when I was first reading the Bible through some 44 years ago, and I was still struggling with feelings bordering on depression. And I remember something a counselor had said to me that I needed an anchor. And when I read Hebrews 6.19, and it says, Jesus is the anchor of our soul. I just both cried and smiled to think I'd finally found the anchor I had been searching for for so many years. Well, now let's look at our passage in Mark. We find out that while in Syria, Jesus asked the 12 what people are saying about him. And they named various prophets. But when he asked them, what do they think? Peter says he is Messiah. So let's go through it uh, phrase by phrase. And he went out, Jesus and his disciples, to the towns of Caesarea Philippi. So I got out a good map at the back of my Bible. This town was in the, I hope I say this right, Tetrarchy of Philip. In other words, we know in the Christmas story that Herod was over the quarter of Judea. Well, this was way up in the northeast. And there were towns around Caesarea Philippi. And here's where it's situated. Tyre on the Mediterranean Sea, way over here, was about 30 miles due west. And then Damascus, Syria, was about 30 miles northeast. And Capernaum, which we're finding out from the Chosen, which was on the very north of the Sea of Galilee, was some 30 miles to the south. So everywhere you went 30 miles, you went someplace important. So on the way, he was asking the disciples, saying to them, whom me they are saying the men to be. So Jesus is asking them what they've been hearing people are saying about his identity. And then they themselves... Um, answered him saying, John the Baptist. Oh, and some Elijah and some one of the other prophets. So the largest group of the people were thinking he's John the Baptist resurrected. Even Herod thought that. But some are saying he's Elijah, the forerunner of the Messiah, as Malachi had said. And a third camp is saying, oh, he's one of the prophets, but we don't know which one. You know, those prophets, they all say the same thing. 
So he's saying to them, but you all, whom me you all are saying to be. So now Jesus brings it home. They have been with him and close to him for a long time now. What do they say? What do we say? And having answered Peter, he is saying, thou art being the Messiah. So he boldly proclaims, Jesus is Messiah. He has no doubts about it at this point. Now, the Messiah had been the hope of Israel for over a millennium, from the days of David. And we now know he is the hope of all the people in the world. So the final application on this first Sunday of Advent is that both now and going forward, may we join with Peter in proclaiming and acknowledging Jesus is Messiah. Okay, the hope of Israel and the hope of all the earth, including us right here, right now. Jesus is the anointed king. Mashiach in Hebrew, Christos in Greek means anointed. So let me wrap it up. Yahweh asked Jeremiah to speak during the desolation of Judah that joy, gladness, and thanksgiving will return and shepherds will tend flocks. Yahweh will fulfill his word about the righteous branch from David who will do justice, save his people in security, and rule forever. And then later, 600 years after this, in Syria, Jesus asked the 12 what people are saying about him. And they named some prophets, but when he asked them, Peter says, he is Messiah, and that's our hope. The eternal king from David will do justice, and this king is King Jesus.